at the end of the day, at least for myself, the way that my mind is kind of <laughs> running constantly, I want to be thinking all day, every day about something that I love, not something that I, I'm not loving. Welcome to Work Mode, a series of conversations with leading creators on how they get their work done. I'm Alex Nemiroff, co-founder of Dynamo, a digital agency in Montreal. Welcome to Work Mode. We are so happy to be back in the studio after a bit of a summer break. Today, I am lucky enough to be talking with Jason Manti. Previously a leader at Vine, heading up the product design and brand marketing teams, Jason is currently working on a stealth startup that he's getting ready to unveil soon. He's a very well-respected creative leader. He's spoken at TechCrunch Disrupt, and he's been involved in a number of really interesting projects. He gets into some tenets today of you know creative leadership. He tells us why you should delete your logo, which I thought was really interesting. And also how you can infuse a culture of saying no, especially when thinking about product design. Thanks so much, and please enjoy my conversation with Jason Ment. So let's get into some quick hit questions, the kind of things I wonder about. What time of day is most productive for you, Jason? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, I think it really depends on what I'm doing. If I'm in like a, a team setting, you know, I find... Uh, afternoons and, and evenings really like when everyone's kind of mm. figured out what they need to get get going during the day and then they, they're all in the groove. That's when, you know, working with a team, I, I really feel like uh, we're cranking out a lot of great work. Um, but for myself, like when I'm doing stuff on my own, um, you know, I, I definitely think, you know, mornings can can really have that because you have that, that fresh set of eyes, uh, whether mm. it's looking at something again, uh, looking at something for the first time, really just kind of bring a new angle to it and not having the the weight of the day on you to, you know, kind of impede any decision making. Totally. Do you, are yeah. you typically a morning person or, or not really? No, I mean like, you know, I think in, in general, I'm, I'm not a morning person, but I think that just wanting to start the day with getting things done is enough of a motivation to, to get me through and, and really be productive. Right. Do you typically do your best work when you're alone in that thinking mode or, or when you're working with other people? Um, I mean, I, I think because uh, I'm in creative leadership, you know, I really think of kind of two worlds with, with every approach like this. It's really thinking about what's it like with a team and then what's it like for myself personally as an mm. individual I think my best work, it, it can come at, at, at any, at any point in time, but I, I do think that, um, I do think that any time that I have the opportunity to, to work with people and get, get everyone on the same page and really be in the groove, that's when like things just start shining. And, hmm. you know, I have a lot of respect for, for any of the people that have ever been on teams of mine, because, uh, once we're in a groove, we like, we really, really keep going and, and, uh, hmm. we push it, we push it until we make it happen. I like that. Yeah. So being cognizant of, you know, you right now, um, your role in this, in this stealth startup, I'm curious what excites you most about your work and maybe overall, you know, you've done so many interesting things. What drives you? I think for me, there's two, two really big things. I mean, one is, one is very basic and it's this idea of just building and creation and, and making things that, 
that just mm-hmm. haven't existed before. Whether that's a version of something or something a completely new original idea, both of those are very exciting things to be thinking about and working on. It's like, hey, this you know iteration or this version or this angle hasn't existed before. How do we you know make it exciting, get people excited about it? Mm. Um, or you know, oh, what's it like? in the future when this product that we're working on exists, what does that mean? How does that affect the rest of the ecosystem? Um, and then I think the other angle is really just building things that can affect a lot of people in a meaningful way. And I, I say meaningful cause I, I think that it's a real scale, right? It's um, right. It could go anywhere from, you know, a, a very, very core utility that people, you know, get tons and tons of very, uh, tangible value out of, or it could be something as, as simple as, you know, like making somebody laugh or smile. Um, that was like a big thing of, you know, working at Vine, like seeing so many people that were like, Oh yeah, like, you know, I love mm. watching Vine and like, I just come home and like relax and just like laugh and like watch videos and things like that. Like, <laughs> like little things like that are like really meaningful, you know, especially yeah. when you're doing it on a large scale, yeah. if you can affect a, a lot of people, even in a, in a little way. Um, I think that that's, I think that's really powerful. Yeah. Maybe the flip side of that, like what keeps you up at night? What do you, what do you worry about from a work perspective? Sure. I'm a, on a personal level, I think it probably translates into work is, is really, I always want to make sure that I'm, I'm, uh, understood or that I've communicated myself correctly, hmm. uh, in such a way that the other person understands me. It doesn't mean they have to agree. Uh, and plenty of people don't agree. And, you know, and, and I, I love that. I mean, please, please tell me when, uh, you know, people, you know, don't agree with me. I love it. But, hmm. um, it's really, it's really this idea of like, hey, did did this thing get communicated correctly? Did we, did we explain the concept right, or did we, you know, did this thing that we shipped like, are people really going to get like what it is? Like, those are the things that I, I think about a lot, um, and I think that, you know, that that really helps push my work forward and try to find the best possible way to to express a story or an idea or, or, you know, value, whatever it may be, whether it's in a very literal way with written language in communication, or if it's visual language with, you know, the graphic elements of design, or if it's like product language, you know, how does the product speak to you? Is it, is it helping you understand what you're supposed to do without even saying anything? Um, those are the things that I think about a lot. Uh huh. Okay. Are you kind of setting the pace um, with the teams that you manage or are you letting them kind of, dictate needs and priorities and schedules in other words like do you just live by your calendar and uh, everyone kind of follows you or is it more of kind of like an open door fluid day-to-day management kind of thing it depends on the priority level so you know at the at the Mm -hmm. higher uh the higher level things i think that you know there's there's much more structure around it um especially because through you know a variety of different gigs that i've had different members on my team will be responsible for different projects. And those are, you know, multiple right. different configurations and combinations of the rest of the company. And so it's really important to be able to say, hey, at a high level, these are the goals that we need to meet by X dates. But at the same time, your team members are the people that are in the thick of it and know the details and know specifically like what's going on. And it's mm-hmm. really important for me to be listening to them carefully and understanding, hey, what really is the status of the project? Like what what roadblocks are you running into? How can we manage time better for for your team and your particular angle? So it definitely goes both ways. But I think, you know, at a high level, making sure that the train's always moving and uh, everything kind of coalesces and aligns with itself when, you know, projects or quarters come to a close and, you know, certain projects need to fuse together for a release or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So it's uh, it's a little bit of both. Are, are there productivity apps or, or hacks or like tooling that y- you swear by that you can't live without when managing all that? 
when it comes to to design, I mean, I don't think I don't think there's anything too crazy or or, or unheard of that that we use. I mean, um, you know, Envision is kind of a classic one that that we use a lot, and mm-hmm. we don't definitely don't use like all of the features. Um, yeah, I think it, that, it's hard to keep up. I mean, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot going on in there, but yeah. uh, but you know, I think in terms of um, communicating across the company, it's an incredible platform because it's really easy to just share something with, with anyone and they don't need to be a designer or have any special tools or anything like that. I mean, I think that, that part of it's really great, especially with, you know, the latest craft plugins that are allowing oh, yeah. you prototyping really quickly and, and syncing of, of these images, like up and in, up into the vision server. So I think that that's excellent. You know, for myself, I use things as my kind of to do and, oh, and nice. checklist and all that. So, um, I used like a couple of different reminder and to do apps uh, over the years, but recently I've got into the the things universe. I'm I'm enjoying it quite a bit. So yeah, that, that's always the one thing that's I, like I find things tantalizing and intimidating. I look at it and I'm like, man, this is going to solve a lot of stuff for me, but I don't know if I can be a power user to the point where I'm I'm kind of taking advantage of it. Are you? Yeah. Like, you, are you fully in? No, I don't think, I mean, I'm sure that there are people that are just going wild on this thing. Right, uh, right. I, I, I have a, just a couple of, uh, I forget what they call it, areas, I guess they call them. They're okay. not projects, but they're like the higher, the higher level one. Um, right. I have a, you know, I just a couple of those for, you know, personal projects work and then, um, you know, kind of other, and, and within that I try to prioritize things. I find that, you know, any, any more than that, then it becomes like, uh, Comes less like a like a companion for me, and more like like work that I have to do. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, um, I, yeah. I want it. I want it to feel like it's it's helping me, not that I'm helping it. But I feel like that's probably the case with uh, with any of these tools. Yeah, yeah, totally. Take the great ideas you get from work mode and turn them into live, clickable prototypes with Envision, the world's top design collaboration platform. Visit envisionapp.com slash workmode to get three months free. You brought up this idea of personal projects. I feel like a lot of the leaders I speak to, you know, believe strongly in this idea of not necessarily side gigs, but like just just t- making time for stuff outside their kind of like core work environment. Do you find you're able to do that? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, It's really important to me. I think, you know, especially because my, my background's, you know, uh, in not music, only just right? yeah not yeah exactly not only in design but also in in different forms of art and music and things like that i feel like there's plenty of there's plenty of interplay between art and design but you know they really aren't the same thing and i feel like being able to to flex muscles in both of them helps both sides uh get mm. a lot better so i'm very i'm very uh bullish about you know making time every week uh to be able to do that and you know spend time in the studio and like working on stuff and you know, trying out ideas and, and having, having the freedom to be able to, to really think about, okay, well, what happens when I just throw all the rules that I've set for myself, like out the window and Mm. push, push this thing further. You know what I mean? Like there are a lot of interesting things that I find that I can let my brain arrive at when I don't have the same kinds of you know, business goals or, you know, strategy, things around strategy, like those kinds of things, they're wonderful for a different kind of creativity, which is the creativity that arives when you are working with constraints. And I think that there's just, 
so much power and beauty in that and the idea of a system working forward. But there's also, you know, a lot of value in, in the freeform thinking. And so, yeah, I really push myself to, to focus on that as, as much as I can. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I find it dovetails kind of with that, but a lot of the people I speak to as well have a tough time turning off. Are you able to turn off and let go and relax and, you know, not be thinking about work? Um, <laughs> uh, yes and no. I mean, I think, I think it depends on the, the time frame. I think for me, right. I've, I've kind of figured out that it takes me, you know, like four or five days to really be able to disconnect. And that's usually about like the most I can ever take time off for anything. So right. in reality, it's not turning off too much, but I think at least for myself, I've, I've found that I've, I've gotten pretty good at context switching. So not necessarily turning off per se, but more so just, Hey, I know I have this amount of time for X. So Mm -hmm. let me get, get in the groove for that and then come back to whatever it is. So whatever's burning in my mind is still in there. It's still in the back, but uh, I'm able to to let it take a, a back seat for a couple of hours while I focus on something else. Yeah. It sounds like you're striking this really nice balance that maybe other people don't get to, which is, you know, having the, the balance of art and design or music and some of the other stuff that you integrate there, which sounds great. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to take a second to say thanks to Unbounce, the landing page builder for marketing teams and agencies, for sponsoring Work Mode, and for allowing us to use their recording studio here in Montreal. Unbounce has a great podcast of their own for digital marketers. It's called Call to Action. You can check it out on iTunes and at unbounce.com slash call to action podcast. I really like that line that you have on your site that says you've identified ways to translate your passions into paychecks. I like the idea of passions turning into paychecks. And I wanted to know when you're talking to other founders or other designers or other creative leaders, how realistic is that? Is that bluster or is that really like your work is really informed by your passion? Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm very blessed to be able to say that, you know, for all the major career points I've had so far, uh, they've all really been informed by choosing it because I, I really, really wanted to pursue the project. Amazing. And, you know, there's, don't get me wrong, there have been definite times where, you know, there have been a couple of different offers on the table and I'm like, which one do I choose? You know, is it the <laughs> one, is it the one with the with only the dollar signs next to it? Or is it the one that's got a little less dollar signs, but it's the thing that I'm like really, really excited about. And I find that at the end of the day, at least for myself, um, Mm -hmm. the way that my mind is kind of (laughs) running constantly, I want to be thinking all day, every day about something that I love, not something that I am not loving. And so it's a thing that time and time again has been able to pay off for me, which is picking the thing that I, I really do feel excited about, passionate about, thing that I that I love, or or or, or I'm even just like um, curious about, in kind of like a like a childlike kind of mentality, like oh, mm-hmm. like what will what will that really be like? How interesting could that be? That's served me well so far, and you know, until <laughs> until it burns me, I'm going to keep following that forward. But I find that amazing. That that that's really well put, and I feel like that resonates with me. This idea of you know, like if your brain is is, <laughs> or if you're one of those people whose brain is you know constantly working on something, then man, if you can have it be working on something that you're that you're that you're really into, that's a hell of a lot better. Um, it's nice to acknowledge that and just say, well, yeah, like, you know, I want to spend my mental energy on this thing, even though maybe the dollar signs are not as, right. not as important. 
Mm-hmm. So you spoke at Accelerate Montreal, uh, I believe, back in May, and yes. I saw that your your talk was called "Delete Your Logo." But I spoke to someone who was there who basically said, "Okay, well, you know, Jason talked about like kind of what brand value is at its core, and I'm kind of curious what your main message was there in this idea of deleting your logo." So <laughs> this, I had this fun moment where you know I, I really wanted to create this provocative idea around, hey, like this delete your logo as if the the logo doesn't matter at all. And I think that the mm-hmm. the main takeaway for me is, is really thinking about worrying less about like, what does the logo look like? And thinking more about what is it that we as a company or a product, what is it that we're offering people in a, in a more end-to-end experience, more of a, mm. you know, pure product value aspect. Um, it's kind of like, the kind of like build it and they will come thing. It's more like, you know, produce value and then like the logo will come. Um, it's, it's really the thing to me. It's like, it's, it's one of the last things that you want to focus on. Um, and I feel like because it's a visual thing, it's one of the first things that people naturally want to gravitate to. Totally. Um, and it makes total sense. You know, human beings are very visual creatures. Mm -hmm. It's very easy for us to, to look at something and say whether people do or don't like it. But the thing that I wanted to encourage people is to is to avoid the temptation of falling into the trap of, oh, you know, what does our brand look like? Um, because I think that, you know, for a lot of people that are just getting into it, you know, it's it can take a little a little time for, for you to understand that brand is so much more than that, especially when it comes down to when you're thinking about the architecture of an entire system of your brand. And then you're thinking about, okay, well, what's the, what's the value that this specific product within our family offers? You know, Mm. what is that value that that we're giving to people? How does it fit into their lives? Where does it fit into their minds? That's the thing I think that people need to, to think really, really deeply about. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that. I'm curious on your perspective on, on this one thing that you said in that talk, actually, that someone tweeted about. You said, you know, if, if you open an app and you're confused about what to click on first, it means someone didn't say no. And that's kind of microcosmic. But I like the idea of infusing a culture of saying no to things mm-hmm. um, a, as a leader. And I'm kind of curious what advice you might have to to people listening who are in these design communities who who want to be able to to say no to things. How do you create that culture of being able to say no? Yeah, no, it's a great question. I think it's it's often overlooked. I mean, I think at least for myself, um, you know, the one of the most important things is to make sure that that everybody is aligned on the goals of the project or mm. the the entire product that you're working on as a whole and thinking through different goals at the different levels as well, right? So, hey, what are our goals for the entire year? What is the goal for this quarter? What is the goal for this specific feature? And until you have those goals, there's no way to be able to put a stake in the ground and say, this is what the truth is. This is what our uh, you know North Star is. And because of that, we should be able to either, you know, A, do this thing or B, avoid doing this thing. And that's really where the no comes into play. It's, it's, it's less about people's opinions. And this is what, you know, this is coming back to this idea of, um, you know, how design is, is so different from other things. I mean, I think at the mm. end of the day, we're building systems and we're building, uh, we're building architecture around how people should think and use things. And I think unless, unless everyone can be on the same page about, what the goals are in a very meaningful, real way, mm-hmm. in a way that people feel it, um, then it becomes very challenging to be able to to say no. And so I, I really encourage, um, you know, anyone that's listening to, to really think through, hey, 
are we really all on the same page? Do we all know what the future is that we're, we're shooting towards? Do we all share the same vision? Mm-hmm. And, uh, it can, it can take a lot of time and effort to, to actually get on those same pages. Uh, you know, it takes, could take many hours depending on, you know, how complex or how many people there are on your project, but it's well worth it because it becomes so much easier to be able to say, Hey, well, we're trying to do X, so it doesn't make sense to do Y. And then people are like, Oh, right. Like that, totally makes sense. And that's, that's the, that's the way to, to gain consensus and, and have it not be about, you know, people's preferences or opinions or anything like that. It's really just subjective. It's about does, does what we're doing or does the thing that we want to add really help us reach the goal or not? Amazing. That's awesome advice. And hopefully some people take it. Listen, Jason Manti, thank you so much for speaking to us today. Really appreciate it. I hope you have a great future. I look forward to also what, uh, you know, the project is that you're working on and finding out more about it soon. Thanks so much, Alex. Really appreciate it. It was great chatting with Jason today. If you have comments about anything you've heard, you can find us on Twitter at Work Mode Show. For more information about Jason, you can always follow him at Jason Manti. Finally, a thank you to the Quartier de l'Innovation, the world-class experimental laboratory located right here in the heart of Montreal. It's an innovation ecosystem that aims to increase the city's creative potential. The Quartier de l'Innovation is a living laboratory with a goal to increase collaboration and partnership between local players in order to create significant economic and social benefits and to make Montreal a global showcase of innovation. A shout out to our media partner, the design blog Mind Sparkle Mag. Please subscribe to Work Mode, rate us, every rating helps. We have great interviews coming up. And as always, if there's a pro you think we should interview, please let us know. You can find out more on our website at workmode.show.